broken up. Short-handed breakaway. Alex Kalorn is in. He scores! It's time for the Breakaway Podcast with Dan Marr and Ty Pizzolo. Hello and welcome back to the Breakaway Podcast. I believe this is episode number five. Of course, as always, I'm joined by Ty Pizzola. And Ty, it's back. Hockey is back. It's in full swing. Edmonton and Toronto in the bubble. How do you feel? I feel awesome. Watching these uh, pre-playoff exhibition games, it's just amazing. It's just amazing to be watching hockey again. And we'll get into it later. It feels a little different with the no fans. I mean, just that it's an exhibition game. There's not a lot of energy. I mean, We'll talk about that, I guess, but yeah, it does feel different right now. But, I mean, it's amazing to have hockey back. It really is. It, it's been a lot of fun. Um, it's been a, a long time. Uh, a lot of these teams are healthy. A lot of players are back. But one player who isn't back, ties Max Pacioretty for the Vegas Golden Knights. He didn't travel with the team to Edmonton. And uh, no one really knows, honestly, like when he's going to come back, when he's going to play. The, uh, the Golden Knights are supposed to play the Coyotes tonight at 10, uh, 10 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, do you think that he'll show up for the playoffs or, or he's just going to hold out? I mean, uh, they better hope they do. Knights better hope he does. Cause that's a, uh, that's need him, need him in the playoffs. He's, yeah, he's, he's a big, big part of that team. So he really is. Um, that was just quick news. We're going to jump into all the games tied, but before that, the Arizona Coyotes general manager, John Chica has stepped down and resigned from the team. It's it's an interesting. There's a lot of news to unpack. I know we've been talking about it a little bit. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. And I think before we get into uh, any of the games, I think we should talk about this first because this really could affect the, affect the Coyotes team as a whole. So, uh, Ty, Ty, you want to jump into it with me? Yeah, I mean, we were talking about it. I know I was talking about it with my dad and my brother. I mean, we were just talking recently about it. It's – as a hockey fan, I mean – you hear that he resigned. You don't really know what happened. You might hear a rumor or two that he, it was illegal scouting or something like that. But you really, I mean, when we talked about it, we went into the detail. And there's a lot more detail than, than just that. I mean, it goes pretty deep. So, so you yeah. are you are right though. Um, there is a source that says uh, before last year's draft, they were illegally scouting draft prospects. Yeah. But everyone is saying that has nothing to do with him stepping down. Like, there, there's no penalty that has been dished out by the NHL yet. Um, they don't know if he's even involved in that situation. The reason that he stepped down is really because like of a break of trust between the new owner and John Chica, the general manager. I'm just going to quickly go over some, some background. Um, Chica joined the Coyotes back in 2015 as a 25-year-old assistant general manager. Um, they signed him because he co-founded something called Stathletes. It's a hockey analytics organization, and they worked with uh, Canadian junior teams, uh, really looking into some of the analytics behind the ice and, and in the locker room. And it was good enough as a 25-year-old to land him an assistant general manager job with an NHL team. That's pretty good. So was um, it was that was Stathletes or whatever it's called? Like, was it? basically a scouting like website was kind of yeah so was he kind of a scouter before this a bit i don't know exactly what his, if it was his, him maybe he just made the website yeah i don't know exactly if he was considered this the scouter or not but he, he was very involved with it um 2015 he joined the team after that he the old general manager don maloney brought him in and he ended up replacing 
Maloney a, a year later around the end of 2016, 2017. Um, and then last year in August, the Coyotes were bought by a billionaire, Alex Marillo or Marullo. I'm not completely sure how to pronounce his name. Uh, and he really loved Chica and there seemed to be a very good bond to start the season. And I mean, the Coyotes were coming into the season looking pretty good, Ty, you know that last year, they probably should have made the playoffs if they weren't uh, in, ridiculed with injuries. Uh, and this season, with everyone healthy, they're ready to make a step. They traded for Phil Kessel, uh, which we'll get into in a sec. But uh, they were poised to, to make a run and, and make a push, and, and that's what they did this season. Um, the financial level, though, this is where like it's, it starts to get a bit busy. For pretty much the entire existence of the Coyotes, they've been at the bottom of the, the cap hit. Chaika has already been like a known young general manager at finagling his way around money situations. Uh, he did a great job with getting rid of like old player contracts uh, with Marion Hosa and Chris Pronger uh, to free up space and create draft pick uh, situations and stuff. But um, with Murillo, they got a um, higher cap hit and a higher ceiling. So Arizona and Toronto – Toronto Maple Leafs are currently the only two NHL teams with zero space under the $81.5 million cap hit. <laughs> Last season, the Coyotes, though, finished with $7 million under their cap hit. And last year, their cap hit was $79.5. Uh, a lot of this uh, loss of money comes from the Phil Kessel trade that I, I mentioned. Uh, Phil Kessel brought in with the trade, brings in an $8 million cap hit, and he earned $7 million in salary this season and they re-signed him he's 32 and they re-signed him to through 2022 that's kind of a questionable move in my opinion I think Phil's kind of on the decline he won his Stanley Cups I don't really think he's that committed to the team yeah I was gonna ask you do you think that that was worth it that Phil Kessel move no I mean it's it's not a huge contract but I don't they've got a lot of young talent and I don't I think this year and next year are fine they don't really need him past that point yeah I mean like you said, it's not a huge. It wasn't a huge contract, but I still feel where what they like what they are with the cap space and what they have been like. It kind of it makes a big difference. Like it makes a big like getting a big player like that, even for not that big of a contract, it still you know it still makes a difference when the cap gets that close. Exactly, and even though with this this zero space, the owner, the new owner, Marillo Marulo, he gave Chica a new contract. He said in November of 2019 that he wants him to stay and he gave him an extra three years on top of this season. He really wanted him. And he said, I'm fully confident that John is the right person to lead us moving forward and to help bring a Stanley cup to Arizona. And then, um, didn't, um, but weren't the coyotes talking bad about him at first saying they didn't like what he did or something? No, no, this, this is, this is further on. Oh, okay. Okay. This is Chica, this, yeah. yeah. Chica then says back that he's very grateful for the Murillo family for believing in his vision and the coyotes franchise in general. Um, but Chaika's ability to move money around and just be a, such a young, talented general manager ended up catching the eyes of some other owners and some other teams around the league. And about a month uh, ago or so, an NHL owner called Marillo, the owner, the Coyotes owner, asking for permission to speak to Chaika. Marillo denied this request, um, and he said he didn't extend his general manager's contract just to have him interviewing someplace else only a few months after that contract. And according to a source, Chaika and Marillo, this is when everything slowly started falling apart. Yeah, um, it sounds like it's falling apart. Yeah. This is all from ESPN from what I'm reading. 
Trika came to Murillo seeking permission to speak with that owner any, anyway, saying that it wasn't for a job interview. And he's making the argument that previous uh, Coyotes owners would have let him make, have that conversation to help him build, quote, build relationships with own, owners in hockey and get market knowledge. But Ty, this is not the case. And this is where your favorite team slowly gets thrown into the situation because according to some NHL sources, Chaika wants to be more than just a general manager. He wants to take a role in overseeing aspects of other sports teams as well to expand his portfolio. And according to sources, the New Jersey Devils were the team that reached out to John Chaika. Yeah, I mean, I, hearing it again the second time is even more, I, I don't know if it's just me or just the situation is just weird. Like weird is like anything to me. It's just like a whole, like it starts off good or it starts off bad, like bad, it's a bad thing. And then it's like getting back and then it's bad again. And like there's behind the back, like meeting, like it's just mm-hmm. weird to me. Like, and the, the way like Chica like didn't like, does he like hate the coyotes or something? Like, I guess there was that other stuff too with the illegal scouting. Maybe they don't want to be involved mm-hmm. in that, but I, I don't know. I, I just, I just don't understand. And then I also don't like, I mean, I don't mind it. I, I don't, I don't think it makes that big of a difference with like owning two different teams. But to me, a general manager, if if he owns two major league teams, like major sport teams, it makes a difference to me. Like, well, he's not, he's not trying manager. to be an owner, Ty. He's not trying to be an owner. No, and he's, not trying to be, he's not trying to be a general manager anymore. He's trying to take like another position up, kind of like a president of overseeing multiple operations. Because, you know, Josh Harris is the owner as, as well as um, Dan Blitzer. They're the owner of not only the Devils, they're the owner of the Philadelphia 76ers basketball team, the Crystal Palace football club, multiple minor league teams, an eSport team, and they might end up being the owner of the New York Mets. And that's what Chaika wants to do? And Chaika wants to be one of those people who can oversee multiple teams in multiple sports. Okay. So I was going to say, I mean, then I guess in that situation, he wouldn't be our general manager. He'd be yeah. – he'd be – partial owner of you know a bunch of different things or whatever it is President. i can totally see him also coming because they just when they fired um their the devils fired their old general manager they put tom fitzgerald into that place and then they just uh july 9th they just bumped him up to regular general manager so that means chica wouldn't be getting the general manager job if he went to the devils he'd end up getting a bigger job i don't know it's it's really it's really it's a weird situation I still, it's still kind of, I don't know. I feel like Trick is just a young, young kid, I guess smart, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I like think he's towers, still, I think he's only like 29, 30 too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you speak of power to an unknown, like um, a source who wouldn't come out and, and speak in his name says that he tried to finesse it. There are some people that just think they're the smartest people in the room and yeah. every now and then it comes back to bite them. That's, that's actually the exact quote I meant by. It's just a young kid who, like, smart, yes, but just kind of using his power a little. I mean, he might, yeah, he might try to go a little too far, try to become too, too powerful, and he might come back and bite him, just like that guy said. Yeah, and Ty, I'm, I'm just going to dump, uh, dive down a little bit further because it gets crazier. Mm-hmm. You obviously know Taylor Hall, big Devils guy. Coyotes mm-hmm. traded for him. Chica planned out a, a dinner. Uh, to introduce Taylor Hall to the team 
And this, this dinner included the CEO, Xavier uh, Gitteriz of the Coyotes. I really don't know how to pronounce his name either. Uh, included Hall, Taylor Hall, Murillo, the owner, Murillo's mm-hmm. son, Alex Jr., and the CEO. They were all in discussions. It was an informal meeting uh, just to introduce him to the team. And Chaika didn't show up. What in he the world? He wasn't at the meeting. And <laughs> yeah, it, it gets, it just gets crazier and crazier because despite all of this, the Coyotes still said that they wanted to look into, even if he wanted to step down at the end of the season, they wanted to look into re-signing him and Chaika didn't really like that. And then when all of the, the COVID stuff happened and they planned to move the team to Edmonton for the bubble, Chaika took himself off the COVID-19 testing protocol, which means if you don't get tested, you can't go. So that was already like, that, that's another that's red flag. That's where, yeah, that's where he said, mm-hmm. I'm out, basically. And now last week, he he put his resignation in and now he's not part of the team anymore. I feel like this guy's some sort of like hypnotist. Like he's like, <laughs> just like playing with people's minds. I don't know. I really A little don't. bit. I, it's weird. It's really, again, I said it like 17 times, I think, in that 10 minutes. How weird but it is, but it, it, it is to me. It doesn't seem like either side like really likes each other that like you said though because the I'm just gonna read the the full statement or, or part of the statement that the Coyotes came out with because it is interesting they seem to almost feel betrayed. Uh, yeah. So here's the quote: "The club is disappointed in his actions and his timing as the Coyotes pre- prepare to enter the NHL's hub city of Edmonton, where the team will begin postseason play for the first time since 2012. Chica has chosen to quit." on a strong and competitive team, a dedicated staff, and the Arizona Coyotes fans, the greatest fans in the NHL, said the Coyotes. Uh, and they named general manager or assistant general manager, manager Steve Sullivan as the interim GM. But they, that, that statement right there, they, they seem pretty upset. It's not, very, it's not like mutual, like thank you for your time. Yeah, the I Coyotes like, came up with that statement, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I, I mean, I knew that already, but I knew that before I knew it because they said that, Best fans in the NHL. The only people who would think that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it doesn't sound. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't sound like they like each other. And then this Murillo guy sounded like. And then he says, "I want to thank the Murillo family." That it's just it's like I feel like it's some fishy going on, man. Like I want to thank the Murillo family for believing in me. And then he just like dips, goes behind his back. Yeah, and yeah. has a has a meeting. Yeah, I, I don't know. Just weird, weird situation. This Chike, Chike guy is really yeah. getting his way around. It's a really weird situation. That's pretty much all the information we know about it as from the public eye. I'm assuming more – Chike said himself that he doesn't want to speak on this situation right now. He wishes the Coyotes the best of luck, uh, blah, 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 blah. Like, he'll, he'll speak on it further down the road. So. Oh, wow. I have, I have Chike here with me. Chike, you're <laughs> <in> the podcast. <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so hopefully we'll get some more insight and maybe, you know, if we get some devil's personnel in here, Ty, we could, we could ask them, them some questions about the whole situation mm-hmm. to get some better insight on the whole situation. But, uh, for now, that's all we know, Ty, let's move into the fun stuff. Let's move into the fun stuff. It's back full swing. Like we said earlier, we can talk about the no fans in a second, but I think we should go through some of these games. I mean, some of these teams look prepared to play. They look like they're ready to go been training in their home on sneaking into some rinks maybe getting some shots in but some of these teams just look better than some of the other ones mm-hmm. and I think where else to start but the first game the Flyers played the Penguins and the Flyers won in overtime and it was a pretty good game uh, in my opinion both of those teams looked ready 
Yeah, I think I think that was uh, well. I didn't see the whole game, but I think I saw from the start of the second period. It was two one, I think, after the mm-hmm. after the first. So there were a lot of goals, three goals in the first. It's a good amount of goals for a period. Um, but yeah, they kind of they did look. I, I, honestly, uh, I don't know. I might regret saying this when I start thinking about the other games, but I would have to say those two looked the most even to me. I mean, that's a fair statement. Not because I can, I went, I can look at not that. because it went into overtime, just because just watching the game, it didn't seem like one team was like sloppier than the other. It didn't seem like one team was was faster than the other. It seemed like it was it was pretty even. And I mean, they're two good teams, and they've done good this season. So I mean, it's not like yeah. they're too far apart uh, before this. So I mean, they did look they looked pretty even. So I would have to say that game was a good game. That, that was, it was a good, a good game. Watch. It really yeah. was. Um, I, I have no complaints about either of those teams. Both of them, in my opinion, are going to do really well. But you said those are two good teams throughout the regular season. Let's move to a game with a team that wasn't nearly as good during the regular season, the Maple Leafs versus the Canadians. I, I have a lot of hope for the Canadians. I think they have a lot of potential. Uh, they have one of the greatest goalies of our generation. But, I mean, I haven't watched hockey in a while. Maybe I hyped them up, in my opinion, a little bit too much because they looked like they were getting – demolished yeah. against yes. the Maple Leafs. Yes. I mean, it looked like they were skating circles around them. Yes, they scored two goals, but that's that, that's early. I feel like a mid-season Maple Leafs team, like the way they played, it wouldn't have been close. And what I was just, the final I, score? 4-2. Cut you off there. 4-2. It was 4-2. And the Maple Leafs scored within the first 30 seconds of the game. And I just feel yeah. bad for Carey Price because he's got – it doesn't seem like he has any help. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said – I, I, I just want to put this in there. Like you said, the Maple Leafs scored fast, like 30 seconds. A lot of these games had, like, like I would look at my phone, like, and I'm not a betting man, but for every once in a while, I'll put a bet on hockey because it's fun because I love hockey and it makes it more interesting because mm-hmm. the devils aren't in it so I can, like, root for someone. But um, I, I would, like, look at my phone to check the scores of the games and, like, it'd be, like, less than a minute in, there'd be, like, a goal scorer. Right? Like, in, in most of the games, not all of them, but most of the games, that was the case. And, I mean – I don't know. I feel like I know that like there was there was the o- the over of each game was six and a half, the over under for for scoring. So if there were seven goals scored, it went over. There was six mm-hmm. goals scored, it went under, and no game hit the over. Like after the after the um, when the Edmonton game started, Edmonton scored too quick. I was like, and then the game before went to overtime. What was the score? The final score of that game? The Penguins Five, game, three two. Three two. Three two. Three two. Three two Flyers. Yeah, so I was expecting like I was I was like whoa whoa are these teams like just are the goalies worse or something? But none like and then it started going on and it was consistent and I don't know I thought I thought like there was gonna be a lot more goals scored and then it's weird I guess because maybe it's because I was thinking the over would hit in the games and there would mm-hmm. be a decent amount of goals and they weren't but I don't know I just I just find that kind of crazy how none of the overhit in any of the games. No, that is a very interesting stat. I think that has a lot to do with, you know, just first minute people getting their legs under them, under them, you know, they haven't played in months and one team just gets the puckets on the ice. Goalie can be a little bit rusty and, you know, just fire one home. It, it happened a lot in that first day. I mean, McDavid scored twice, dry settle. Like that team looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very definitely- good. Yeah, it's very good, dude. It's definitely a possibility that it was just rust in the first couple minutes. But, but yeah. yeah, Edmonton looked great, Ty. I mean, I, I've been saying it. I talked about how I think Dry Saddle is going to win MVP. 
that team was clicking on all cylinders. Yes, I would say – I would have to say that, I mean, the Lightning – I just think the – I didn't watch – I watched some of that game, not all of it. But the, I think the Panthers just looked like – No, trash. no, no, that's, that's the Lightning game. The Oilers-Flames game. No, 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 I'm saying, I'm saying, if I were to pick if, – if we were to pick a team – Oh, okay. Like, like that we thought was the best out of this – out of like these games, mm-hmm. Edmonton – I mean, the Lightning beat Panthers 5 nothing, but – I think the Panthers are playing bad. Edmonton looked insane. Edmonton looked very – like, they didn't miss a beat. Like, they were right there back to how they were playing. Yeah, Koiskinen played great in net. Mm-hmm. McDavid, that McDavid, of course, amazing. Dreisaitl, the, everything just seemed to be working for him. The power play looked great. And, and I think uh, this is – I think that series between them and Chicago is going to be way better than people think. Because Chicago played the Stanley – defending Stanley Cup champs yesterday in the, the Blues – and they beat the Blues for nothing. Yes, very true. That that could be a, a really good series to watch, Ty. I didn't. I the five twelve series, in my opinion, could not may not be as good. I mean, the Penguins Habs series, I don't think is going to be good. But then you see these two teams in their exhibition games play lights out. The Blackhawks come in, beat the defending Stanley Cup champs. Edmonton looks just like how Edmonton should. I think that's going to be an underrated series. Yeah, and, and to me, with the exhibition stuff, like, if people try to say, oh, it's an exhibition game, like, yeah, like if they lose, they you know, it's just an exhibition game. They're just not really giving their all. They want to save it. I don't believe that at all. Yeah, I, there's I only think, one game. They've yeah, only got one I, I practice think, game. I don't think – like, that's just that's just a fan trying to make an excuse for, for <laughs> losing. Like, I, I think the teams – the way they're playing now is going to be how they're playing in that first game. Like, 100% because – these teams want to win this exhibition game. They want to feel good going into this. They exactly. want to. They want to know that they can. They can still play. They want to know that they can still win and put the puck in the net. So that that to me, like people trying to say, oh, it's an exhibition game. Don't worry. Like the Rangers. Like them trying to say, like <laughs> fans, you, Ranger fans. Like, you, in my opinion, Rangers did not look good at all. Oh yeah, well, just time, good. let's let's I, talk I agree. about I'll, it. I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you that. The Islanders. The Islanders looked good. They didn't. They, I don't think they were the best team I saw. No. But but they looked better than the Rangers. The Rangers, I'm not just saying it because I'm a Dallas fan. I truly did not. Like, the Rangers did not look good to me at all. No. and I'm, I'm, In my opinion, as a fan, I'm feeling pretty confident. We beat the Rangers, mm-hmm. and then the team that we're supposed to play loses 5 nothing. This star yeah. goalie in Bobrovsky yeah. did not play well. And the Lightning uh, – um, Braden Point shut him down in the first period. Mm-hmm. It was – two quick goals and, and it was over from the get-go for, for the Panthers. And that makes me feel really good as a fan because the Islanders looked like the Islanders when they won those 10 games in a row this year, they looked mid season, not falling off at the end of the year. Everyone's healthy. It, it was really fun to watch Yeah, that, that infamous fourth line of, of Matt Martin, Casey Zizekas and Cal Clutterbuck are all finally healthy for the first time. And I, I got to say since December, all of them play together. They have that same physicality to them. Um, Johnny Boychuk dropped the gloves. That, that yeah, was really so much against Lemieux. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the, the best part with Adam Pellick coming back, one of the most underrated defensemen in the league, in my opinion. <laughs> he helped in shut. Yeah. He helped shut down Panera, the Panarin line and then the Zibanejad line. I mean, they, they did, did nothing the job. entire game. Mm-hmm. They did do a good job of doing that. I think uh, before – uh, Islanders, Panthers. Before this, I, I said in the last podcast, I think the Islanders can make a run um, from 
one of like the lower teams. Mm-hmm. But um, before this, I would I, I would have thought the Islanders over the Panthers, hundred percent. But now after this, two hundred percent. Hammer, hammer, <laughs> hammer. Islanders over Panthers. I, I definitely think that. I mean, who knows? But it's looking like it's gonna go the Islanders way. It, it does. They looked. They didn't play flashy hockey like Edmonton does, and they didn't score mm-hmm. a lot of goals like the Lightning do. They played Barry Trotz Islanders hockey. They mm-hmm. shut down the other team, and they got the goals that they needed to win. And that's that's all you need at the end of the day. You need to just yeah. win the game. The stats are are just a, a minor fact for a team like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Ty, there were some other great games last night, um, or the night of the night before we're recording this. However, you want to say it. The Hurricanes and Capitals played, and both of them fought really hard. And those two teams look like they're ready to play. And all these Rangers fans, Ty, like you're saying, that they're going to blow over the, the Hurricanes. They swept them during the regular season. It's going to be a blowout. Uh, I, I may, you got maybe have to retract that statement. The, the yeah. Hurricanes, even though they lost 3-2, to two, they fought hard. And they, they fought for every battle, battle. And Rod Brendamore, the head coach of the Canes, Wanted that team to win. Yeah, and that was against a top contender for exactly. the cup. Not yeah. just not just to win the first round or something. That was a top contender for the cup. They were playing Washington Capitals, a great team. Um yeah, I, I agree with you. That was that was another really good game. That was a game I mean in every game you're gonna see some slop. They've been out the edge for four months, like but that was that was one of the better games. Yes, I agree with you. Um but yeah, I, I mean I guess we'll see with the Rangers, but it, if we look at both those games and look at how both teams played, it's looking like it's going to go Carolina's. I mean, this is all after one exhibition game. Yeah. But still, but still it's, it's still, it's Saturday, <laughs> like Saturday. It's not too far away. It's, it's like, not, it's not like they're going to become an amazing team over three nights. Like this is, this is it. Like you better get it going now. This exhibition 12 o'clock. Your Saturday, time to 12 o'clock. Yourself. Exactly. That's uh, let's get it's, it going, but we'll see. Ty, a team in my opinion that, is really in a good position when they're healthy is the Vancouver Canucks. And I talked to some people and they were really confident that the Canucks were going to be good, completely healthy lineup. They looked really good towards the end of the season. They have a great offense. Demko uh, is a great goaltender. He stepped in um, when the other goaltender got hurt. Uh, he's slipping my mind. I'll bring it up in a second, but they lost. That, that's just another team that looks sloppy. They lost four, one Mark Markstrom. Sorry. Markstrom's the other goalie. Uh, they lost to the Jets 4-1. Ty, I don't know. Like, like you said, it's only one game, but that's an offensive team yeah, that just I, wasn't on it. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. The Canucks are definitely an offensive team. Um, they played the uh, – The Jets. The Jets. There you go. I, I thought the Canucks were going to win that game. Maybe, so did I. Yes, I, I thought that game was, was Canucks, Canucks, Canucks. But um, obviously it didn't go that way, 4-1. And it's like it's weird because they got an empty net goal, yeah, the Jets. But it was four one, right? Mm-hmm. Not, not going crazy. Yeah, three one empty net goal. Still, it's still like that's without the empty net goal, it's still three one. And I feel like with an offensive team, that's not good no. against the Jets. The Jets, um, Jets Flames. I don't. I really don't know how any of this is gonna go. It's, it's really interesting. I mean, we can just spit all these opinions out, um, say all these things we want. Oh, the Rangers aren't going to win. Oh, I'm so confident in the Islanders. I don't like the Canucks now. Mm-hmm. It's one game. They can completely turn it around, have a completely different mindset, 
and who knows what's going to happen? I mean, it's the bubble. There's no fans. The, it seems really quiet. I know they pump uh, sound in for the TVs, but it's it's weird, Ty. Like, how, how do you feel about the no fan situation? Yeah, I was going to say, that is like – It I, looks I like watching, a video game, in my was, opinion. Yeah, yeah. I was watching it, – it reminds me of a craft hockey film. Like, that oh, small yeah. That's, it reminds me of that. My dad said it reminded me of, like, the Winter Classic because, like, the different kind of setup. But – it, it is – it's just weird. It, it's just watching that, even MLB, like NBA, like watching everything with no fans, it's like – I know it's an exhibition game, so when they score, like there was not one person that celebrated. Obviously, you're not going to celebrate in the NHL. You're mm-hmm. a good player, and if you score in an exhibition game, you shouldn't celebrate. But I guess when it comes to time, playing – like us playing, we never had any fans. And we still <laughs> got pumped when, when like even during a preseason game. Mm-hmm. So, like – when it comes to time, they're they're playing for the Stanley Cup. They're going to be pumped when they score a goal. They're going to be pumped going out there. But still, it's it, it can't be the same, man. It, it can't be the same in their can't. heads. It's just like it. You, there's a different like. I, no, I'm not famous. I'm not. I'm not a professional hockey player. I don't know what it feels like walking out in front of fans. But like for the games that we had, we had 20 fans there instead of two. Like it felt you, different. It felt different. It felt different. Like that's. It's definitely, it's definitely gonna be different. Like, I hope it doesn't like ruin anyone's drive to want that cup. Like, I hope it doesn't ruin anyone on the ice to make them play a little, a little softer. I hope that doesn't happen because I don't want to see that. But it really, like, I, I can't. I'm not, I don't want to say I can't blame them for playing any different. But at the same time, I think they're gonna be playing different. I think it's gonna be different watching it. It's weird. Um, a couple of years ago, I'm going to throw some basketball facts in here, but a couple of years ago, the, the Knicks played the, the Warriors at Madison Square Garden, and the first quarter of the game, uh, the Knicks said that they're going to not put any of the fake sound, like, you know, like the let's go Knicks or defense, like all the, like, the chants and the mm-hmm. accordion type stuff. They're, they're, they're going to leave it silent. So all you could hear was the fans in general. But even after the game, all the Warriors players said they've played for years now with these fans and these sounds. You go accustomed to it. Yeah. Um, and obviously there was fans in that game and, and stuff like that. But this is, in my opinion, this is kind of the same situation for, for all sports. Uh, you're yeah. going to hit a, you're going to hit a home run and no one's going to yell. You're, you're going to score a goal. You're not going to, you're just going to have to wait for the guy to turn the, the buzzer on or the goal horn on. Yeah. I couldn't agree. I really, I couldn't agree more. I really like, I was watching the Mets game today. And like you hit a home run, yeah. There's no, there's nothing. There's nothing. It's just like your team, yeah, yeah. But I mean, hopefully they all realize they're playing for the Stanley Cup, and that just that just drives them to want to win and, and be winners. That too, and, Ty. Yeah. Say whoever wins. Say it's like the Avalanche win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, they yeah, they win. I know like, what you're gonna say. Yeah. It's oh, gonna be silent tr- of them lifting the cup. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not even that. It's tradition. You know, they go out, they party, they bring the cup with yeah. them. Everyone's seen Alex Ovechkin from 2018 going around swimming in the Nationals pond and all this stuff. <laughs> what, what are they gonna? Are they just gonna party with with each other in the hotel room? Yeah, how, I really. How these guys are all thrown in this bubble together? They're all have one. Uh, they all have the same common goal, and they've done it. They've won the cup, and now what? What's what are yeah. they gonna do? You know, no more fights after this. Everyone's just gonna be friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be weird. Yeah, it it really is gonna be weird. I mean. I mean, I guess we're not in their situation. Like, this is this is their job. This is what they do, like, every day in and out, like, nonstop. 
So at the end of the day, like winning, winning that cup, I guess, is just all they want. Like it's yeah. really all they want. Like and it's any hockey player's dream. But if, if you're the one there having the chance to do it, at the end of the day, I think they'll just be happy with being able to get anywhere near that cup. It's the same in any sport, though. I mean, you're hoisting the trophy for the fans to show that you've done it. You're hoisting it for your team, for your organization. And there's no – you're just hoisting it to an empty stadium with a bunch of, like, covered-up seats. Yeah, can't, you're, you're hoisting it to an NHL canvas. Exactly. A cardboard card cutout of a Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> exactly. In the NBA, I mean, LeBron or, or Giannis or someone is going to hoist up the NBA trophy to, like, Mickey Mouse. There's <laughs> nothing. Yeah, they're really it's, – it's weird. It's weird, I guess – they just gotta look at this. Be looking at a camera for a long time, looking at people's uh, TV screens. But yeah, it's gonna be weird. Do you think uh, before we go, Ty? Do you think that there's any possibility that if this slows down, that they may have a possibility of bringing fans back? I wish. I honestly, I, that would be amazing. Like, imagine like the finals, they bring fans back, but it just scares me with like now. We're starting to see, like, yeah, like, New Jersey, I don't know. They're obviously not there, but in New Jersey, they're, like, seeing a surge again, and in Canada, it's different, obviously. But I think we're going to start seeing a surge again, so it might make it even worse, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. There's sports that honestly might just stop, like the Marlins. Half the team has a positive MLB. Like, like the football teams in college, like, I, I do not think that's going to happen. Rutgers, Michigan, they, they're quarantining right now. Like, it's just – I don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully they just stay in their bubble, get the season over with, get a damn cup winner, let us have our fun watching it on TV. But, I mean, yeah, I don't think I don't think they're going to let anyone into that bubble. Like, I think that bubble is going to be the bubble. Mm-hmm. It's a bubble for just, a reason. Yeah, it's, it's going to be that bubble. And it's just going to keep every everyone out. Everyone out, no one in. Like, it's just going to be – that's how it's going to be. I think that's how it's going to be to the end. And if you win the cup – Go ahead, go party, get Corona at the bar or something. But right now, it's it's uh, it's just that. It's, I think it's just the bubble, and that's it. Ty, I think that's a that's a good way to end with that quote. It's just yeah. that bubble. It's just Ty the bubble. <laughs> it's just that bubble. The bubble does what the bubble does. But that, I think that's a great way to end it, Ty. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys all for tuning in to another episode of the Breakaway Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the Breakaway Pod. Check out our website. It's, it's in the link of the bio of the Twitter. Uh, thank you guys and have a good night.